I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Well, hello and welcome. Happy Monday to us. Maybe happy Thursday to you. Maybe. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of The Remedy with Tova and... Janice and... Kevin Ebling. Yay. How's everybody today? Hey, everybody's good. Another another day in paradise. Another day in paradise. <laughs> hey, at least it's not raining today. Super sunny and beautiful today. Yes, and this morning I went on a really long walk and it was pleasant. The temperatures dropped enough that it was just, it was. I was hot, but it was not, I wasn't dying. You know, heat. even five degrees. It makes a difference. It makes a, and I think that whole big torrential rain has just, made a big difference in how it feels outside night added a little bit of a nice breeze Uh uh-huh i don't know i i had surgery last week and so i was grateful to kind of i was grateful for gloomy days it's so much easier about your surgery so much easier to be on the couch when (laughs) (laughs) when you're when you're laid up um or so much easier when it's like cloudy outside you know Uh i had my i what i'm knock on wood my final surgery last thursday I took. I had a plate taken out, and I learned a lot. I, I told you earlier that I had my doctor, Field Scoville. Nice plug for you, dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, um, he had told me that once I got this plate out, that it would take uh, eliminate a lot of the pain throughout my body. And, that is amazing. And I didn't believe him. I was like, how is the pain in my shoulder relative or related to the pain in my ass so the pain so the plate Mm -hmm. was a uh, a device to keep the bone connected so that it could heal that's exactly right and then is it metal it was metal apparently the his assistant said he was walking around uh the office with it after he took it out like it was some like badge of like it was some like he was a badass. Like he was really proud of. Well, it. they didn't give it to you on your party. I, that's what I told. I said I'm. I need to like shadow box that sucker. Yeah, I, <laughs> I visualize a shoehorn. You know, it, something kind of. It was a little, a little violent. I think. I mean, it was took up most of my shoulder, and then it had oh. four screws. Oh. And the the accident has made me lose weight, and so because I kept getting smaller. The device and the device didn't mold with me. It kept oh. getting more and more painful. Anyway, my whole point is he had told me that it would eliminate the pain throughout my body, and it totally has. And and let me tell you the correlation. So so the whole body connection mm-hmm. is a fascinating miracle to me. Mm-hmm. And then the mind-body connection, mm-hmm. like getting out of pain, I am in such a better mood of course I had no idea like uh, how edgy I have been over the last four months just feeling chronic pain and I just want any listeners to know who have chronic pain you've had pain you have you have learned like me a lot of compassion with your pain and like how 
life-changing it is to be in pain and how life-changing it is to get out of pain. Isn't it interesting how much energy it takes to have pain? Yes. Uh, because it and it's cumulative, it feels like, and it's and it's just so interesting that since you've gotten that out, it was like, voila. It's like night and day for my body, and then my body feeling stronger and healthier and not as in much pain has made me feel happier. Yeah. I'm like, any, any, but anybody who doesn't think all of this is, is, it's, a, it's, is all connected. It is all con I'm like, is that's so something connected. I've really learned with this accent. So I'm on the men, man, Isn't you guys great? better watch me out. I'm going to be back on the streets in no time. Oh gosh. No <laughs> bikes, no bikes. I don't know. Well, I think it's going to be hard to settle me down. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a really dirty look from Janice. <laughs> okay. Well, don't be calling me. <laughs> and I wear will. a helmet. And I'll pay if for you, it when you... I need even more <laughs> therapy after the next accident. <laughs> no way. I'm not putting that out. It's either. pretty good odds, though. I mean, what are the odds that would happen twice to somebody? I'm just saying. I know. I, what are the odds that it would happen once? I I'm don't know you. that you could be comfortable again. On a you know, my friend Vicky Savers, the one that I'm going to Mexico with, yeah. she had a bike accident. She called me the other day and told me that she they were in Norway, and she and her husband were on like a five-mile trek with other people, you know, out riding their bikes in the countryside, and a motorcycle. No. Uh, s drove too close to her and knocked her, and she had to go to the hospital and have. I mean, she's okay, uh, but she, yeah. I was like, okay, my friends, too. If you are my friend, <laughs> you may not ride a bike. <laughs> I am not willing to lose a friendship to a bicycle. Yeah, it is. I told Tom, I said, sell mine. I'm not getting on that bike. <laughs> you know, you know what? Well. I cannot believe how when I how fragile bike riders look to me now. I'm like you are you are crazy, you are I vulnerable. Know. You could be popped. You could be thrown. You could be hit. I mean, before I got in an accident, I never thought it was possible, and now everything is possible. Know. You know, but I look at I look at bikers even differently. I'm like, slow down, uh -huh. slow down. Uh -huh. When I was in San Francisco a couple weeks ago. My dear friend Carrie and I were walking, and this kid was like barreling down, you know, those hills in oh. Northern California, barreling down a sidewalk, going probably 40 miles, 50 miles per hour on his bike, no helmet. Or maybe he did have it. I don't know. I had such PTSD. I ran to the other side. I was like, <gasps> I ran to the other oh side. Oh my gosh. Side. Carrie know. was like, Did you just see what happened to you? I'm like, I, I fight, need, fight. I need, yeah. I need, I need more time in your office. <laughs> okay, we need to thank our sponsor, Precious Constance Harp. You know, mm. we were talking about what a sweetheart she is and what a faithful listener she is. And then it hit me that she sponsored a while ago, and I don't think I ever said anything. And so, and she is one of those that just is a faithful listener. And we appreciate. That was so dang much. We really do. Yeah. I mean, she and she is, I have the privilege of knowing her, and she is a strong woman, mm -hmm. and 
is beautiful mm-hmm. and kind, mm-hmm. and I just have chill bumps smart. talking about her. Smart, smart, smart. intuitive. And I miss too. you, Constance. Yeah, we do too. I we, mean, she I really too. is a unique individual. She is. Yeah. She's a very wonderful mother. Yeah, intuitive. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. very intuitive. Yeah, she's amazing. See, if you sponsored, look at the love you get. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And we make it very easy for you. If you are interested in being a sponsor of an upcoming show of The Remedy, you can go to tovacito.com, click on The Remedy, or you can Venmo it at tova-cito. Every episode is about $200, but we take anything that we do. anybody would be willing to give. And we know a lot of you guys are being um, are getting a lot out of these. So if you want to help us out, yeah. be a part of what we're doing. We would really appreciate it. Yeah. Do we want to ask for email? Uh, not yet. Okay. Not yet. But w- pretty soon, we we are going to create... What, what we want to do is create an opportunity to get to know our listeners a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I don't... I know that people subscribe, and the, those of you that listen to the show and have subscribed... To the show, we really, really appreciate it, but we we want to we want to know more about our listeners. But and we're going to figure out how to do that. Yeah, the best way to do that. Yeah. Um, what we do want you guys to know is we we feel like COVID uh, right before COVID, and we've talked about this before. Right before COVID, we really were gaining a lot of energy, and so were a lot of our listeners about taking our show on the road uh-huh. and doing some either episodes in other cities or doing some gatherings in other cities. And we had a lot of momentum. We had people from California, Arizona, Washington, D.C., Houston, Austin. South Carolina. Yeah. Florida, Arkansas. Yeah. 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 Good good memory. Yeah, you're right. And so um, if you are interested in maybe hosting us in your city, whether it's in your facility, conference, church, home, we are really interested in, in taking the show on the road. So reach out to us. You can email us at janisgant at gmail.com mm-hmm. and tovacito at gmail.com. Uh, get in touch with us. You can direct message us at Be The Remedies on Instagram. Whatever is the easiest for you. Um, but we uh, we really, we're, we're interested in, in taking it on, on mm-hmm. the road. We, we've got... Plenty of listeners. There's plenty of yeah. you out there that we, we thought could it make would it fun. be really fun to yeah. actually see faces. And when we did this sort of thing in Dallas, we had people uh, send in questions or issues, so and it was really interesting. And they sent it in anonymously or not, but most of them were anonymous. Mm-hmm. And then Tova and I just kind of chatted with everybody about the, the questions that they had and. And it was it was really fun. Oh my gosh, it was so. We did it in your house. Yeah, and it wasn't wasn't a big to do, but it was unbelievable. I mean, anytime we've ever gathered with a group of people, we always walk away just like we need to be doing that so much I more. Know. It's so much dang fun. It is so fun. And the people we have met along the way who have listened to our show and been impacted by our show is it's truly. Amazing yeah. and f- uh, like humbling and it wonderful. It is so humbling. I was that was the word it was trying to say. Yes, it was really it really is. Yeah. So we are um, we have a I think we have a great topic today. I'm going to start uh, the episode by reading. Um, this is from 
a, a journal, a devotional that you and I both mm-hmm. read uh, called the Joyous Abundance Journal. People always ask us, what do you read? What do you, uh-huh. what do, you do? Uh, so this is a practi- part of our Janice and I's morning practice. This is from August 24th, and the title of it is The Art of Doing Nothing. So I'm going to read it, and then we're just going to chat about it today. So Wu Wei, do you think that's how we say it? I think that's how you say it. Wu Wei. Wu Wei, which means to do nothing, or I'm sorry, let me start again. Wu Wei, which means to do without doing or act without acting, is a powerful idea from the Tao Te Te Ching. Winnie the Pooh is a master of Wu Wei, as Benjamin Hoff points out in one of my favorite books, The Tao of Pooh. Pooh is a master of the Tao, and Wu Wei because he simply lets things and people be what they are. He doesn't spend a lot of time trying to figure out things or make something happen. Pooh is much more likely to simply be present to what is in the moment and thereby is able to respond from a completely open and present state. To practice Wu Wei, be like Pooh, which means that any effort you put into something is actually effortless because there's no sense of making something happen, no struggle or emotional hook. You simply are present to what is called for from you in the moment. Then you can enjoy your life with simplicity and experience the abundance that is ever present. Love it. I just have to say, and I'm sure the same thing happened to people who are listening to it, as I read this, I cannot believe how many different thoughts come into my mind. Isn't Does it that happen to you? Yes, it's so interesting. And uh, and in the in the little reading right ab- as, at the beginning, it this is from the book. It says, "Rabbits clever," said Pooh thoughtfully. Yes, said Piglet. Rabbits clever, and he has brain. <laughs> yes, said Piglet. Rabbit has brain. There was a long silence. I suppose, said Pooh, that that's why he never understands anything. <laughs> Overthinking. <laughs> yes, that's one of the words that came to my mind. Is yes. How many people have come to me, and I'm sure come to you, and they have self-diagnosed, <laughs> self-subscribed themselves as an over thinker Mm -hmm. you're an overthinker kev i'm doing it right now (laughs) (laughs) really am i think you said that last week when we when when we were talking i think you're right yeah what were we talking about control oh yeah yeah (laughs) and you were upset about the show like how you it's nice to have an active subject in the room yeah you could get your computer going and you were like i'm doing it right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) i I was not practicing Gratitude. Oh, but like you said, you wanted to, like you said that those are the words that you go to. You go to gratitude. Yeah, and I was not preaching, not um, practicing what I was preaching. (laughs) Yeah, well, welcome to the club. We all do that frequently. But um, I thought about, I thought that's one of the words, Janice, that came to me is how, Mm -hmm. and how many people just are, spend a lot of their day, a lot of their time, 
a lot of their life because all of those little moments and all those days and all those moments add up. So then it becomes a lifelong sentence mm-hmm. of being an overthinker. Mm-hmm. Do you do that? Nope. No. So how do you keep from doing that? Uh, let me ask you real quick. Do you do that? I don't. I will. I don't know that I would call it overthinking, but I I do. I think probably one of my biggest um, handicaps is that I try to figure it all out. Oh, I want that's interesting. Uh huh. And and figuring it out is not being present. Present. You know, because it, it's all about the future or. Or what am I going to do? I'll, I, I mean, my brain will go on a on a year long trip as far as where I'm going to go travel. And, well, that's a good thing know, to think about. Uh-huh. <laughs> but but uh, but trying to but whenever I do know that whenever I'm trying hard to figure it out as far as the future or specific things like what we were talking about today, taking the show on the road, I could just go to town with my brain trying to figure it out. I have noticed that in you, but I think that that's a smart quality that you you have. I have actually, being a partner with you and doing this with you, I actually really appreciate that about you. You do? Yeah. (laughs) It can wear you out. I bet it can wear Mm -hmm. you out. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I am not an overthinker. And I I don't know that I, I... am like intentional about not, I'm not fighting overthinking. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's not like something like I do this so that I don't do that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I don't know if it's in my nature or if it's just how I was raised, but I am, I've, I've never been a big warrior. I've uh-huh. never been a big, I don't think I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not thinking about all the things that could go wrong. Mm -hmm. I never think like that. Mm -hmm. I never really think about all the things that could go right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I'm just, Uh I don't overthink. Like it's been interesting since Craig and I got engaged. The number one question, which is when, when, Uh which is fair, we're engaged, you know, and everyone's like, let's celebrate. When's the big wedding? Can't wait to see you in the wedding dress. And they're throwing their ideas mm-hmm. and their thoughts on mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't know when we're going to get married. I, we haven't even talked about it. I don't know when. I don't think I'm going to wear a dress. I, like, I, like, you know. <laughs> going to wear shorts? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And that'd maybe. be fun. A white bikini sounds fun <laughs> to me. <laughs> as long as that's not mandatory for everybody to wear. <laughs> You know, it's it's just kind of funny that, like, uh-huh. people start thinking, mm-hmm. immediately start thinking and planning about what's next. You know, I don't worry about things at all. I really don't. Yeah, I, know, I knew but that about I, you. But I plan. I, I, that's what my figuring it out is. Okay, so then if I'm going to do this, then what am I going to do this? And how many people do I want to see? And... You know, but it's but when I get find myself running amuck with that, mm-hmm. what I will do is wiggle my toes. Oh, and then that brings me back into my body, and mm-hmm. that brings me into the now. Mm-hmm. You know, which is kind, which is kind. When they talk about the art of doing nothing, that's about being mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. and it's about being present. 
So when when my little brrr starts going away, like it's like, and it's not upsetting. I don't get upset about it. It's mm-hmm. just like flying around, mm-hmm. and then I'll pull myself back into my body, and then I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. I I, I can't figure it out. <laughs> I'll just let it unfold. <laughs> yeah, I and that's kind of how. So how I how I would answer how I'm approaching to being engaged, I think is a, an example it's a great, uh-huh. of how I approach life. Like when my kids were applying for college, I didn't overthink that, you uh-huh. know, like it was their process. Uh-huh. A lot, I've watched a lot of parents get uber involved uh-huh. and really in their head about where are they going to go to college and where are, how are we going to do this and did it. And, and I really, you know, there's that great book, The Universe Has Your Back. Yeah, I love it. And and I, I really believe that the universe has my back. Mm-hmm. And I believe the universe has your back. Mm-hmm. And I believe the universe has Kevin's back mm-hmm. and my children's back. Mm-hmm. And like you've said a thousand times, everybody has a God. It's not us. Mm-hmm. It's not me. My children have a God. It's not me. And so I think that's a lot of like the unfolding that if we can allow ourselves to let it, whatever it is, unfold, um, that it will unfold. It will. <laughs> and it will be good. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it doesn't feel good or look good at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So what, when you start to overthink, do you think that I would guess that there are some th- themes in your life that you overthink about? Uh huh. Uh huh. You want to know what they are? I bet your kids. Uh, I don't try to figure out their lives at all. But I think that you think about that. I think that you can be consumed about thinking about them. I can be. I can. Yeah, but when I think about my kids and my grandkids, I I feel a lot of joy about that. Oh, that's cute. You know, we're going mm-hmm. to. Uh, I'm going. Wesley and I have talked about Christmas, and I said, "Why don't we? Um, I'll meet you, Tom, and I'll meet you and your kids in Hawaii, not for Christmas Day, but for sometime in January." Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, "You know, y'all, you can." pay for your own airfare and I'll pay for the accommodations for us. Well, I'll rent a condo or something for all of us to stay in. So fun. And so she was like, okay, so I, so then I go to town looking at (laughs) condos and where do we want to be? I know where, I know exactly where I want us to stay in the area in Honolulu, but I, but I, uh, so I can, I can go down a rabbit hole with that. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm and waiting and to see what'll happen because I don't know that the other girls will come with their kids. You know, they'll probably. I mean, if they were to decide that they wanted to, then I'd get another condo for all of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I can I can I can make a plan. I love that though, and I again I really appreciate about that about you because when we've when we've talked about like doing something, your next question is okay when, <laughs> okay how. Uh-huh. You know, let's go. Let's go. Let's put it on the calendar. And what do we need to do? <laughs> uh-huh. And that's a quality that I really appreciate about you because it... It can make you tired. No. <laughs> it doesn't make me... I, I Because I don't have that mindset, I, it's something that I actually really appreciate. Well, thanks. Do you do that, Kevin? 
Do you make a plan? Not not as quick as you do. <laughs> yeah, she. You I do. Probably, it, you I get. Wow. I, I'm sure that Tom gets so worn out with me. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, he just kind of wants to eat dinner and watch a show. <laughs> a lot of times, <laughs> men can be a little more simple at times. Than, they can, than, or at least Tom and Craig can be a little more simple than uh-huh, you and I sometimes. Uh-huh. There's uh-huh. no doubt about that. Um, but I, you know, I, so what do you do when you're doing nothing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Like the art of doing nothing? What does that uh-huh. look like for me? Uh-huh. I, d- I really like being alone. Uh-huh. I really like being in my bed. Uh-huh. Um, like this morning... Uh, you know, my alarm went off at seven and I stayed in my bed and did nothing until eight o'clock. Did you read something? Nope. I didn't look at my phone. I didn't. You just lay there. I just lay, I just laid there. And I like, I really, like I feel my bed and I appreciate my bed and I felt my body. Like I was really curious about my body uh-huh. and how it's healing. And I, so for like a solid hour, I laid there and I did nothing. And I didn't intentionally lay there and do nothing. I didn't, but I can't think of one thing I thought about. Uh-huh. I didn't do anything, <laughs> you know? And, and so, and I love, I love, I can find myself doing that a lot. I get lost in simple, like doing laundry, doing dishes, turning on music. Like I can, get lost i'm i'm not so are you like dusting or picking things up yeah are probably you... just puttering a little bit uh-huh. but like not with like real purpose or plan but just it's just a feeling of nothing mm-hmm. you know um one thing that that really stuck out to me that I'm, i mean i'm not great at a lot of things but or everything but one thing that i am really good at that i read here and it made me think of it when i read it it says, you know, he doesn't spend a lot of time trying to figure things out or make something happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Pooh is much more likely to simply be present to what is in the moment and thereby is able to respond from a completely open and present state. I feel like I'm really good at that. That's good. That's really good. Um, when I am with people, like uh-huh. when I am with Craig, and uh-huh. like last night we were at his house, we made dinner. I don't know where my phone is. I'm chopping vegetables. I am chopping vegetables. Uh I am. Uh We are together. I am not. I am the least distracted human being on the planet um, when I am with people that I love. Like Mm -hmm. when we went to dinner at your house, Mm -hmm. I don't know where my phone was. Like Mm -hmm. I was honed in on you Mm -hmm. and Tom and Blair Mm -hmm. and Craig. Mm -hmm. And so being, and I do believe that that creates, I think presence creates opportunities that would not otherwise exist. Because when I am with people who are not present, Mm -hmm. I don't like the way that that feels. Mm -hmm. And you know, when, when I'm thinking about that dinner and we were sitting around the table and it was, it with the food and the and the laughter and the just the uh, the pleasure of me getting to be around Craig was just 
really fulfilling in itself mm-hmm. because I had met him, but I hadn't really gotten to spend much time with him at all. And and it was in those situations or like when I'm cooking, mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I lo- I really like to cook mm-hmm. and and that takes mindfulness to do it. Mm-hmm. So if I have an if I'm doing something, mm-hmm. then I can be much more focused than whenever I whenever I don't have something to do mm-hmm. just to be. Mm-hmm. I can do that on a walk, but that's actually doing something. Yeah. But I can sit out on my screen in porch and listen to the birds mm. and feel very content. in my body mm-hmm. and content. Mm-hmm. And I can do that for 15 minutes, but then I'll think, okay, I need to get my Spanish out. And then I practice my <laughs> Spanish for like an hour. <laughs> but I think that even 15 minutes, yeah. you know, I think that for a lot of people, if they... S- if they have a hard time being fully present and and not spinning in their head, I think starting at one minute mm-hmm. um, can be a challenge. Yeah, it can be. You know? Yeah. Another thing that, like, we have these books. We have, like, four of them, and they're called Where's Waldo? Have mm-hmm. you ever mm-hmm. seen them? Sure. Yeah. And they're... they're it's pictures of this little guy named Waldo and the and the it's a picture book and you open it up and it's a big one. It's probably 11 by 14 and there are just a million little Waldos and all these to every page. And so Mia uh, Blair's youngest daughter loves Where's Waldo and every time so she comes cute. she plays and she says, "Okay, let's play Where's Waldo." And I'm like, "Perfect." And so we'll start from the very beginning and she'll find she's played it so many times that she'll find Waldo kind of immediately and then she goes okay one for me zero for you <laughs> and then and then she'll turn the page and if I find Waldo I'll say up oh, there's Waldo and she'll say okay one for me so she's we do that every time she comes over so and cute. it's really fun and it's all brand new to her every time even though she knows where waldo is she just loves it and she always wins you know me too you zero it's adorable yeah but but those moments are are when i'm doing something with the grandchildren or even if i'm just listening to one of them talk Mm -hmm. it's very that is a that is a very mindful thing for me. Mm-hmm. It's much easier for me to do. Tom says to me, he's reading a book, The Art of Listening, and he says to me, you don't listen. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, he said, you don't listen. I said, well, I listen all day long. And he said, well, you don't listen to me. And I don't. I And I'm really mm-hmm. working on it. I mean, I will. So interesting. Uh-huh, it is. And, and I'm, I'm not, I hear him, but I'm not listening. So then I might say, wait, now, what did you, what night are you talking about? And he said, see, you weren't listening. Mm-hmm. I heard him, mm-hmm. but I didn't listen. Mm-hmm. So I am really working on that with him. Because it, I think it mm-hmm. I think it annoys him a little bit. And of I, course, I totally would annoy me. understand. Yeah. You know, but um, what were you going to say? I was going to say, but I also understand you sitting in a room for six hours. And, I mean, and when you have a person who's paying you, to listen and give feedback like you have to be a really good listener yeah and listening being an active listener takes 
a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And so after four to six hours of that in the day, I can understand why, you know, you get the stairs after the, your last clients walked out the door. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. active listening is a lot of energy. It is a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand it, but I also have a lot of understanding from where he comes from. Yeah, you know? I get it too. Yeah. Craig, and I don't want to do that. Craig can can sometimes have a difficult time listening. And I have also have a lot of, I mean, he's, he's a, he's busy and he works really hard and he's managing a lot of things and a lot of people. And, you know, he's a single dad and, you know, and I am very engaging when, when you're in my presence and I'm sure that that can be overwhelming after a long day at the office, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I tell him sometimes take 30 minutes, take an hour, decompress and then let me know when, when you're ready. But, but or, or I'll come in 30 minutes or an hour, and he has no idea that I am intentionally giving him some space, uh-huh. creating space between the office and me. Uh-huh. Um, but I also think that Craig's, and this is interesting, a person who doesn't like a lot of space. Like if, oh. if there's an hour, and if he gave me an hour, I would take the hour to mm-hmm. decompress yeah. and reset. He gets on the phone. He's checking email. Uh-huh. And so there are a lot of people who just like, you know, uh-huh. and have a very difficult time turning it off. You know, I think one of the one of the things that helped me when I when I do I like you, I like being alone. Love it. And I when I got my divorce, I it. I, it was the first time in my life that I had ever lived alone. Mm. And the girls, well, once they all went to college, then I really was alone Mm -hmm. in my house. And I got very comfortable with it Mm -hmm. and very, uh, I had built a little, uh, half of a duplex across from the middle school. And I loved being in there and turning the music on and turning the lights on. And I got very accustomed to being alone. And sometimes I yearn for that now. Mm -hmm. And I will go on a trip by myself or I'll go to the lake house by myself or something Mm -hmm. like that. Because that is a, I developed an appetite for it Mm -hmm. that I had never had before. Mm -hmm. It is a learned, you know, when I was working at the church, uh, I had two great guys that worked with me and they sat me down at one point and they were like, your schedule is annoying. And because I, you were so busy? Because they're like, you're impossible to nail down. You're always late. You move too fast. One thing to the next to the next. You're never, you don't do really, you do lots of things, but you don't do any of them really, really well. Oh. And... I mean, they said it in a very uh, loving, no, but that's but they how wonderful for called them to- attention to this side of me, and I, I mean, if I wasn't running from my life, I don't. Uh, that's exactly what I was doing. I was filling up every itsy bitsy little space in my life because I didn't. If I sat down, I didn't like what I saw. I, I, me too. I couldn't, I, I didn't know I that. I couldn't be in my body and my head. No. Because if I had gotten in my body and head, I would have had to have done something sooner. That's exactly right. 
So and I busied myself did you know, out of that. Did you know that you were doing it? No. In hindsight, I. I did. I. I mean, I was president. I did the higher carnival. I. I did. Oh, yeah. I was PTA Han- president for two years in yeah, a row. Yeah. I worked in the in politics for <laughs> Ken Hans's wife. I did her scheduling when he ran for governor, Good. and I. I mean, Great. it was just. I was a busy be, and I had kids. You know, Me but I, I mean, every minute of my day mm-hmm. had to be filled. Mm-hmm. I was exactly the same. And, and I had no idea. And it was interesting because when I got my divorce and I was alone, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was good. I learned to appreciate it and savor it and get in my mm-hmm. bed like mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. and just, you know, and I get in your body. Get in my body first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was it was. It was very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, that was a very awakening conversation because these two guys really loved me. We had a, we, yeah. we're, we were dear friends and worked really hard together. And I had no idea what I was doing. And they were right. I mean, I packed my day, I ran from one thing to the next. I was always late. And I was never really, I was like, you know, uh-huh. I was just, it was, I was a lot and they worked for me. So I'm sure that they were completely annoyed because they were always picking up the pieces that I was yeah. dropping. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, you see a lot of moms do that, like mm-hmm. fill spaces and stay super busy and move quickly from one thing to, to create, not a, creating any margin in their lives. And I, it was easy to see why I did that when I was mm-hmm. doing it. I think I'd always done that ever since I was a little kid. I didn't want to see what was happening, so I just got really busy. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't want to feel anything, so I just got really busy. Yeah, a human doing. Mm-hmm. Instead of a human being, for yeah. sure. And I mean, I uh, to this day, I will always be grateful to Phil and Stephen for having that conversation with me and kind of kicking my ass. And yeah saying we're creating margin in your calendar because you're annoying yeah. to work with. Yeah. And you're exhausting. That was, what a gift. How much courage did that take I for know. them to confront you with that? I know. They said I stared at them while, that, while they were having that conversation <laughs> with me. Like, they're like, you're, you had this stare. When, like, what in the world are you saying to me right now? <laughs> but I did it with my kids and mm-hmm. I could, I mean, it was just so easy to see. So being, uh, being an expert on somebody on, on family of origin stuff, mm-hmm. do you notice that a person who has, who is a human doing and has a difficult time being a human being, is there a typical family of origin that you see, is there any connection with that that yes. you see a lot? I think it is. I think that that that, that behavior is sort of modeled for us. Mm-hmm. And I and my mother did that. My mother was very busy. Mm-hmm. And she volunteered and she and my dad uh, owned a newspaper when I was very small and then we moved to Lubbock and he became a stockbroker and and they were really busy and I and they they weren't um, th- that whole generation wasn't really aware of feelings and talking about feelings yep. and it was all about achievement and making straight A's and 
you know, I think I've, I don't know if I've said this before, but I graduated number one in my high school class. And I don't I, think I remember that. And I, That's amazing. Well, wait. So I, and so wow. I, there were three of us that had, uh, perf- had a 4.0 okay. when we graduated. And one of them went to Harvard and the other one went to Stanford and I went to Texas Tech. So they were brilliant. I was an excellent student. And that's how I got that. I mean, that's so one was valedictorian, one was salutatorian. I had a B in seventh grade art, and but my ranking class on my transcript is number one because there were three of us that in high school had a 4.0. But they, but I, that's, I was that human doing. Mm. And I studied and I was, I knew how to do that. You know, so it wasn't part of my being. It was mm-hmm. my doing. Mm-hmm. And it was learned. You and, think it's a learned behavior. I, absolutely, it was learned. If it's not learned, is it coping? Are we doing it to uh, cope? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that frantic energy. Mm-hmm. I think that my my household was, I mean, bless their hearts, are just so they were sweet as they could be. But it was a very fundamental uh hellfire and damnation environment and the it was, one you grew up in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was all about doing it right and having to go to Sunday school every Sunday and I mean we'd go to church for five hours a day you know Sunday school oh. church choir practice training union and then night church oh <laughs> and if it was a revival it was every night but so it was a, a lot about doing and being doing it right and not being wrong. And so I think that that was a lot of my coping mechanism. Because I didn't, I my parents did not give us permission to be mm-hmm. or to to make mistakes. Oh, good grief, you know? no. And so it was, it was just different. It was mm-hmm. just so different. Mm-hmm. And they were products of their environment. Absolutely. You know, we so, all come by it, honestly. Yeah, we really did. And <laughs> I, so I took that throughout my life, mm-hmm. you know, and then I, and I'm sure, oh, well, I know I put pressure on my kids not to make g- good grades, but about like wearing a bow on their rubber band. <laughs> oh, my, my girls. <laughs> I make amends to him all the time about that. And it was those big bows, you know, with a big bow. She was. Oh yeah, I would not let. I would not let them leave the house without a big bow until I mean, high school and junior high. They got to do their own hairdo, but but no, that was I was over the top. That's actually hilarious. No and, wonder she's so rebellious. And and <laughs> that is when I, you know, got down to like ninety seven pounds too. Mm-hmm. Because red it, bikini. it was just oh, the red bikini. Yeah. Yeah. Dang it, it. Well, actually it was a one piece, but it was red and oh. it looked really good. But it didn't. It was sick. I looked sick. But it but it was but that was another thing that I did in order to cope with the franticness of trying to be perfect the chaos the mm-hmm. chaos uh-huh. the chaos of perfection and it's, it was interesting because my parents they didn't my mother yelled my dad didn't but they were i mean they weren't they didn't beat us or anything i mean they spanked us when we were young but which i think is a big no no but now but i um but that but they just that's just what they knew 
and and it is what the, just what they knew. And then there's some good, you know, there of were course. some benefits of that. You were number one. Yeah. Probably got a really good scholarship no, today. No, I didn't. You should have. I, n- I didn't even try. Well, I feel like there's money on the table somewhere <laughs> out there for you, Janice. <laughs> I know, but like I made like nine fifty on my SAT. So I wasn't, it wasn't, I was a really r- good, good student. student. And you worked, probably worked really hard. Mm-hmm. I, I studied a lot and sucked up to the teachers. Oh, that's not surprising. <laughs> like thinking about you back then, not now. You don't suck up to anybody. It's hilarious. I still know how to, though. You're kind, but you're not a suck up. <laughs> Just like me, I'm kind, but I am not a suck up. Uh-uh, no more. No. So I think about like, okay, what is the remedy? Like, what mm-hmm. is the remedy to a human doing instead of a human being? And I think this thought says it perfectly. To practice... Woo we be like poo, which means that any effort you put into something is actually effortless because there's no sense of making something happen, no struggle or emotional hook. You simply are present to what is called for from you in the moment. Mm-hmm. There it is. Being that's, in the moment. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like being in the moment. That is the remedy to. The chaos, you know, a lot of people, and you you taught me this, a lot of people grew up in homes. I think you said that, I, I don't know if you used the example of somebody you counseled or maybe even just you, but you taught me that like a lot of people are used to chaos. Chaos feels normal to them. Yeah. Well, that was what Billy Grammer, my therapist, said about Tom. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. That's exactly. I knew you had told the story. Yeah. So will you tell that again yeah. for people I, who when may have after not heard Tom, that episode? Yeah. <laughs> when Tom oh, listened yeah. to that episode and I said this, he said, I didn't know you were you were bored. You thought I was boring. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to my therapist and I was like, I said, you know, I don't know how long Tom and I had been married, a couple of years probably, and I just said, I'm just a little bored. And he said, that's not boredom, Janice. That's the absence of chaos. Mm-hmm. And I ha- I was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. Mm-hmm. And I had to develop a tolerance for that because mm-hmm. Tom is not chaotic and mm-hmm. he's not unkind. Mm-mm. I mean, he, and he's not dramatic and, and there's not there's no, not chaos. No. There's no shenanigans with that guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that that was a real eye opening experience for me I think that would be for a lot of people Mm -hmm. because I mean even and we've talked about it and you've talked about it here on this podcast even a lot of the men that you dated after you got divorced were a little chaotic they were chaotic there wasn't a lot of stability in those relationships either no and so I think it's something that our soul longs for Mm -hmm. but until we understand what we and we take a real honest, hard look at ourselves and how we are and who we are, um, I think it's a really difficult thing to even see in ourselves. I think so, too. And I think that one way, if you realize you do that and you and you yearn to develop a practice for not doing that, mm-hmm. that one thing that, that will really help is to bring yourself into your body, to feel your body. That's why I like to wiggle my toes because mm-hmm. it makes me aware of where it takes my awareness to my body, mm-hmm. and that will help. And, and bringing awareness to your body allows you to be more 
present. Correct. And according to this, and I, I agree with this philosophy, that when we are fully present, we can trust that whatever is unfolding and whatever is happening is exactly the way that it's meant to yeah. meant to be. I agree. You know, uh, we meet, if you think about it, we meet a lot of life with resistance. Mm-hmm. I did. I have. Me too. You know, if something happened and I felt like it didn't go the way that I thought it should go, or you shouldn't have done that, I could be, I could meet that thing with a lot of resistance. Yeah. And yeah. that resistance takes up a ton of energy. Yeah. And it doesn't change the outcome. No. It, no. It really does. Resistance Mm-mm. creates persistence. Yes. It doesn't it doesn't create an outcome. No, it doesn't. And so just breathing mm-hmm. and coming back into your body, practicing the power of presence, which mm-hmm. I think is a practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and being fully present, especially with your people, I mm-hmm. think is such a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that is hard for a lot of people to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, there were times that my kids were like, Mom, you're not listening. Mm-hmm. And that's, ooh. I know. I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> I'm going to be so much better. <laughs> your toes are going to be wiggling nonstop. <laughs> Maybe I could do the floss. You know, I do that for my grandchildren, and they're mortified. Oh, so cute. <laughs> so cute. Um, well, that's okay. a great remedy for the week. We hope that it, it makes a positive impact on, on your life. Um, it certainly makes has made a big – the slowing down, mm-hmm. the being present, the not overscheduling. I mean, we all have to have these wake-up calls yeah. at some point in our lives. Yeah, it's a good reminder – it is. I'm better today. Good. Because of you well, and the uh, remedy. <laughs> and we the, are. And poo. Yeah, and <laughs> cute little poo because of all of us. All right, we hope you have an amazing week and practice the beautiful power of nothing. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Go enjoy. Go enjoy.